All right, everybody, stop having fun and let's watch some Christmas movies. Welcome, Welcome to the North Hole Podcast. Welcome to the North Hole, the North Hole, the North Hole. Welcome to the North Hole, the North Hole, the North Hole. Take a dive into shitty Christmas movies. In the time of year where people spend time with people who share similar genetic information. Welcome to the North Hole, the North Hole, the North Hole. Welcome to the North Hole, the North Hole, the North Hole. Welcome to the North Hole, the North Hole, the North Hole. A Christmas review podcast. I'm Amanda Justice. I've managed to make a career out of being a film nerd, and I also worked in a video store for several years, and that was the only job that I was ever good at. I was raised super Christian, mega church, youth group, the whole thing, and love Christmas movies. Don't necessarily subscribe to any of the beliefs anymore, but something that stayed with me was how much I loved them. And my name's Katie Beerman, and well, you see, I'm a big old Jew, and I think that kind of a, if you don't mind me airing out our dirty laundry, but oh, air it out. one of um, the issues we were having around the holidays last year was that I, quote unquote, just wasn't getting into the Christmas cheer. Um, I would not participate in watching Christmas movies with Amanda. Um, it, it wasn't on the table for me. And and kind of we, we took on this project to really remedy that in our relationship and also and and also just kind of like get to the bottom of what these Christmas movies mean culturally. Oh yeah, absolutely nothing for sure, but I can't wait to go on this journey with you. <laughs> All right, so this is a Christmas podcast. If you haven't figured that out already, we review Christmas films. And the first film that we revealed is a, a Christmas, Christmas Prince. Ugh, a Christmas <sighs> Prince. Such a such a classic. <laughs> Such a classic. Such a classic. Released by Netflix. Oh, thank Just God. in time. Thank yeah. you so much, Netflix, because yeah. there is always room for more networks producing garbage Christmas movies, in my opinion. All right, so what is Christmas Prince about? In this segment, we are going to call this Summary for an Alien. So we're going to really try to break down what, what this movie is about, the plot, the twists and turns it takes. Do you want to start us off? What, how does this movie... In classic Christmas movie fashion, we start out with a unlikely hero. It's um, a junior editor named Amber, and she is just uh, not getting anywhere at the fancy magazine that she, she works you at. Know, it's a magazine that's writing, they're writing tabloids, and she just wants to, to write some serious stuff. She doesn't feel like her work's being taken seriously. Also, can I just say, you know she's quirky? Because she's wearing Converse. She's a blonde wearing Converse. Can you imagine that? She's she, quirky as hell. Those That Converse bit is maybe the only joke in the film. I'd say there are two or three jokes 
So yeah, it, it's just, she's a junior editor. And what's the like kickoff point? What gets us into the story? There's so, no princes at the magazine, I can tell you that. You're right. That wasn't revealed at that point in the movie. We're five minutes in and the prince wasn't there. You're absolutely right. So her boss comes up to her. She says, Amber, we have a big story for you to cover. The Prince of Aldovia, everyone's favorite destination, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the Prince of Aldovia, Prince Richard, is missing. And here's the deal. His father, also named Richard, King Richard, is dead. But Prince Richard is nowhere to be found. And you know why? Because he's a jet-setting playboy that's going all around the country, all around the world, hanging with models. Smooching babes. Smooching babes. And guess what? This is the scandal of the century. I mean, when things get hot in Aldovia, it kind of sets the climate for the rest of the world. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm always up on Aldovian politics. Aldovian so. politics. <laughs> so... She says yes. You know, she she doesn't have a lot of other... We know at this point she doesn't have a lot of other things going on in her life. So no one else is available to cover the prince's coronation at the Christmas ball in Aldovia. So Amber is sent there as a member of the press to try and cover it. And of course she can go because she has no love in her life and no friends or anyone else. Listen... Amber has a lot of love in her life. That's mostly true. Mostly from her sandwich-making pops. Her poor pops. Her poor pops, who she calls pop in the way that <laughs> everyone calls their Their pop pop. So Amber's pop he is... He owns a diner. Also, this is set in New York. It's set in New Manhattan? York. Manhattan? Tell me where in New York, because I wasn't able to figure it out. You know... There was only, like, two shots. It was, like, the interior of the magazine and then the interior of the garbage sandwich shop, so... I think you know it's New York because her boss was a real stickler. Oh, man. Again, I'd like to argue that Christmas movies have the worst background actors in the history of the world. Everyone, all the extras, all ten of them, which is crazy, because every time there was, like, an Aldovian situation where there's supposed to be a lot of people, or there was, like, a lot of people at the magazine, there was only ever ten. Ten extras. And they were all in the back looking straight at the camera. (laughs) But Amber got out of there, she did. She flies to Aldovia. Oh, direct. Direct. JFK to Aldovia. I kind of feel like they'll be in Newark to Aldovia. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have an international terminal in Newark. This is fucking Newark to Aldovia. Okay, bitch, don't try and play like like, JFK is flying out of there. So she's this member of the press. She's flying over. She's ready for this press conference where Prince Richard is going to make his grand debut, right? Aldovia, as you can imagine, is vaguely European. It's vaguely European in a, you know, so they go to this castle that looks like it's probably an L.A. mansion. Definitely a McMansion, um, yep. It's it's kind of a McMansion, but it's covered with mall snow, so it's looking charming as hell. It's nestled in some mountains. Can't get enough of that mall Decked snow. out with holly. Can't Beautiful. get enough of that mall. Yeah. Ornaments everywhere. Yes, yes. Give it to me. Yes, yes. As Amber's getting off the plane, she tries to get in a cab, and uh-oh, some very rude, bebearded man. So bebearded. So bebearded. Grabs the cab from her. She yells, you're a selfish jerk. And then the press goes to this press conference. What do they find when they're there, though? The prince won't come out. The titular Christmas prince... <laughs> 
We are twenty minutes into this we're film. I have no in. Christmas and I have no princes. And we're like, hey, should we just quit this? But we wanted to give you guys this podcast, so oh we did. My God, you guys, we watched this film in our apartment. It was ninety nine degrees in our apartment. I felt like I was watching this and being in a shrimp boil at the same time. We we're also filming all of our or recording all of our our podcasts in August, so that we can come at you. December baby with like a new app every few days y'all are gonna be eating it up <laughs> so the reason they're having this press conference is because at Aldovia's annual Christmas ball the prince is going to need to declare if he's going to take over the throne from his papa imagine you're Amber you have your first big assignment you got a terrible pony tongue. She's doing middle part low pony the whole movie. Ooh, middle part low pony. I saw her wear a, a sweater that ended at her elbows, oh, but like the a, blouse kept going. It's like a. This entire film was like one J Crew commercial that someone like accidentally left the camera rolling, and they're like, "No, no." I no. feel like it was Old Navy, but I'm really shady, so. Definitely, um, that was some. The fashions were rough. Amber was not looking good. It was right. always a sweater set over a baggy dress. Okay, so more importantly, we're at the press conference. It doesn't work out. Amber doesn't have her story. She's freaking out. She needs her Christmas prince. Amber doesn't walk away. She continues on. She's not going to walk away from this press conference. She's going to stick around the castle and see what dirt she can dig up. Could, no no one has shown any personality during uh, the first 30 minutes of this film. They could have switched her out with a different actress. I, it's, confu- it's confusing why they chose her. There's so many actors looking for work. Surely anyone. you could have gotten anyone, anyone. Anyone. Most importantly, okay, Amber is trying to pretend to be a tutor. She doesn't She's know that. This is some deep undercover journalism, and she doesn't even know elementary school math. She's doing some nefarious things. She's taking cell phone pics all the time inside the castle. She's cuddling up to Tiny Tim, little Emily. So Princess Emily, oh my god, first, you know, pale, curly hair, freckles. So pale. She's in a wheelchair. She's using those sticks. She, I'm sorry, <laughs> she's using crutches. I couldn't think of the word. It's been a long day for me. This is a classic Tiny Tim situation. Incredibly exploitative, definitely ableist. There is even an Afghan draped over the back of her wheelchair. She's also in an old fashioned wheelchair. She's also in an old fashioned wheelchair. Like Aldovia doesn't Aldovia doesn't fucking have the medical technology to get the royal princess her got it's absurd. She She can walk. Dude, she has crutches. Why would you put her in an old-fashioned little wicker wheelchair? She's Let got her spina bifida. Let her have her space. Let, Let her, her get her hers. Yeah. Princess Emily, who is by far the best actor in the picture, by far, I would like to say, possibly the queen. Princess Emily and Amber have a little charming moment. Enter the Christmas prince. This is a bearded dude. He has a bad attitude. He's talking with the queen. Everyone's getting introduced to Amber. They meet. Oh my gosh, guess who was the rude cab person? Oh my god, the rude It was the Christmas prince. <laughs> Quite that funny, really. Joke number two, second and possibly final joke in the movie, the cab joke. Okay, so, yeah, let's, let's Princess keep Emily, with the plot. They fall in love, whatever, and then the prince 
enter in. The beard is clearly a setup for a huge makeover scene with the prince. Absolutely. And we get it. We get what we came for. And guess for. what? Prince of Eldovia looks like the goddamn king of south of the South Shore in Boston. Oh, he does not look good. He's Very wearing tiny quarter eyes. zips. He's, wearing quarter zips. He's wearing he his face. Wait, wait a second. Three quarter zip. One quarter zip. Quarter zip. Just the it's like a turtleneck, but then the first quarter from turtle to sternum is zipped. You know what I mean? What would a three quarter zip be? That would be down to your belly button. <laughs> Just working through this. Just working through this. Okay. Absolutely. Wearing quarter zips. Looking a mess. Do you think that every everyone's face in, every actor's face in A Christmas Prince looked like wax? Or was it mostly just the prince? Mostly the prince looked as if he was made of wax. In this portion, we're just seeing the prince sort of like in the background. There's a few scenes full of raw sexuality of which... Our Christmas princes playing very simple Christmas carols alone on a piano, and twice Amber walks in on him and like quietly films him, but then like you can see her drop her phone and like make soft eye contact with him as he the 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 Christmas carols ivories (laughs) tittles those ivories. I'll tittle your ivories later. Well, I was watching this whole thing. I was just thinking all royal families should be destroyed and their estates dissolved into the state. Yeah, Aldovia all of their assets deserves better. Aldovia could do a lot of fucking things with that cash, <laughs> with all that sweet, sweet, sweet cash, castle oh, cash. I wonder what their um, make it a community what their big, center. What their big export is. Uh, Christmas, cheer? Christmas elves, Christmas cheer. Christmas yeah, Christmas elves. that's true. Okay, so Emily invites Amber Martha to this cocktail party. Oh my god, the royal cocktail party? She's inviting a tutor. Amber Martha goes to this cocktail party where, ugh, such a culture shock. She is served a jellied meat. Jellied meats. It's the specialty of Eldovia. So we've got two villains. We've got Simon. We've got Baroness Sophia. They're trying to take over the throne. Simon's next in line. He just wants the prince to abdicate. And at this cocktail party, something also very important is revealed, Uh, a Christmas ornament. So this film has a very odd, like, the tie-ins to Christmas. Like, this could have been just a prince prince, you know? There didn't need to be, you know, what... Also, who has a Christmas-related prince fantasy? Who is this movie for? I bet, like, one-third of Americans have a Christmas-related prince fantasy. Who is this movie for? Is this for adult women? Straight women? Gay men? It's for you. It's literally for you. I like garbage. I feel like this is you, not... When they I didn't was, know they when were I making was garbage. On, when I was looking on Instagram, I zoned out at, like, hour, you know, the hour mark. I was looking at babes on Instagram. You said, what are you doing over there? You said, looking at babes on Instagram, but we had a and job to so do. And she was so upset that I wasn't watching the movie. We, had a, we were boiling know, like we gotta, shrimp. We had a job to do. We have to bring the American people what they mean. So, after literally babes showing... on Instagram. Yes. Jesus there's Christ. so many. There's just... You had, t- you had a whole life to look at babes on Instagram. And I do. And only I a waste few, much of my day. And only a few short, short hours to look at some very unattractive actors... You're right. In a Christmas right. film. Okay, so let's get on with it. At this point, Prince Richard is just like, Amber, Martha, 
I've literally never met anyone like you, which is crazy to me. But uh, we go on. We're already falling the ball. in love. Boom. They're already falling in love. Cousin Simon's like, we know something nefarious is going on. Prince Richard evades another conference. Turns out he's overplaying with some children at an orphanage. He just loves those kids, man. When they created his character, it was like, he's too nice. He's always worried about the people. He's not worried about his duty. Right? His duty. <laughs> I would be worried about my duty if I was eating as jelly meats. So they go to another one of these cocktail parties. The Baroness Sophia is there. We learn that she's like a past love of Prince Richard's. She's trying to get back with him in case he takes the throne. Cousin Simon is there like horsing around. And then we see that they're decorating a, a Christmas tree. And the father, before he died, left them a beautiful, gorgeous, handmade acorn ornament. <sighs> And a cornament, as I like to call it. And everyone is fucking obsessed with this this giant acorn. It's this giant brown acorn. There was that joke that Simon made where he was like, oh, the king made handmade ornaments? Oh, that one, is that a bear? It's supposed to be an elephant. And then everyone laughs. Uh, Fourth joke. Not funny at all. Literally, are Amanda pages. did that joke more justice than it was done in the movie. <laughs> well, I am. We are both better actors than anyone on that. Why, why didn't they hire us? Oh, my God. If we end up making a Christmas movie as a result of this podcast, quitting my job, and also going to kill myself the day after we finish because <laughs> I'll be the happiest I've ever been. A Christmas duke. Um... A Christmas joke. The sequel. They usually make sequels to this. I have another poop joke. I would like to make a poop joke. A Christmas duke is when uh, you make a Yuletide log in the toilet. Okay, go on. Um, Pitch for the sequel. Uh, You and me. I'm the princess. Yes, finally. I get to be the prince. Ugh, this is amazing. Okay, I feel like there's an acorn. Would, okay, there's an acorn. It's meaningful, it's significant, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there's a little back and forth between Prince Richard and Amber Martha. They get closer. There are some moments where they almost kiss, but then they don't. I think I, I tend to zone out at this point. Nothing was happening. There's I, no sparks. There was no sparks. There's, it, it was no like chemistry. a slip and a fall, and then they kissed. It's like watching a piece of toast get They're, mashed into a soup. So Amber finds a, a certificate of adoption for Prince Richard. Whoa. Turns out Prince he's Richard not a Christmas he's not a Christmas prince. He's not a fucking Christmas prince. Doesn't have the royal bloodline. Betrayal. 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 Um, mostly to me. Mostly to the viewers at home. I had a big expectation. Amber Martha finds this. Hides it. She hides it. She knows it. it would. She knows that it would ruin their family. But Simon and the Baroness. Oh my God, so nosy. They go snooping around Amber Martha's room. They find out that she's a journalist. Classic evil visit. Villains. Classic. classic. And they're a they great find, duo, by the way. They're very fun. They're, they're, got they're the handsomest for sure. Definitely the handsomest. And they find Prince Richard's certificate of adoption. So at the coronation ball, which by the way. We get robbed of a makeover story oh, for Amber man. Martha. She, we literally, Princess Emily people, comes up to her. People. She rolls on up. She says, you look fucking terrible. I brought you some experts. Amanda and I are at the edge of the seats. Just Katie like. throws her phone down. I throw my phone down. I'm like, are like we here for a makeover story? Inches away from the screen. Inches away from the screen. 
and then it just cuts to the ball. No makeover like, montage. Are you kidding me? This None. is insane. I was robbed. I was robbed we of a beautiful makeover were montage. Robbed. But guess what? She makes her grand entrance at the Christmas ball, and what is she wearing underneath her gown, Amanda? Converse. Converse. You were going to say a petticoat, weren't you, you little petticoat freak? So they... After the coronation ball. After the coronation ball. There's the coronation? The prince is about to get coronated. Coronation station over there. Coronation station, baby. By the coroner? He's like, no, that's not right. Prince is on his damn knees. What happens? Cousin Simon objects and says I have the birth certificate I have this Amber Martha her name's Amber she's a journalist she's been undercover this whole time Amber runs away she packs her things and leaves she She gets thrown out she gets thrown out she goes right to the Aldovia airport Prince Richard's life direct to JFK what a baby? or even it's LaGuardia when she's at the airport airport she figures out another part of the riddle to the father's poem. Because all she's thinking about all day is that weird poem that, that's that like That hot and horny poem. Fake old English. I feel like I wrote part of it down. She worms her way into his heart. These notes are very negative. At the end, the only thing that it says is direct flight to JFK. <laughs> it's like only note. Anyway, she realized that there's something hidden in that acorn ornament, that beautiful, gorgeous, crafted. the size of a football. So Cousin Simon's about to be crowned. And um, Amber runs from the airport to the acorn, cracks it open, and what does she find there? A royal decree! Basically saying that Prince Richard is still the king because I'm just making up laws because that's how Aldeovian politics <laughs> work. You, when you make an amendment to the Aldovian constitution, you have to hit, hide it in an ornamental nut and then someone has to find it for it to become a law. And right. everyone knows this. You gotta bust open your you ornamental bust a nut. nut. <laughs> and then Amber's like, well, I guess I'll leave now. Bye. She goes back to the States. So she decides that she's going to write a Prince Richard blog that gets not one, not two, not three, but 20,000 viral shares. She is going viral. Casual blog. Casual Casual blog. blog. Just a casual blog. It's called, the title of the article is called A King. For real! Someone's outside. It's New Year's. What's, who's outside, Katie? Prince? (laughs) I'm sorry. King (gasps) Richard II. So, she runs outside. They kiss. No no sparks. Still no sparks. It made me drier. No no passion. Dried up like little raisins. We dried up like little raisins. (laughs) They kiss, and then I'm like, like, all right. What's going to happen? Is she going to go to Aldovia? Is she going to be by Coastal? What about her sandwich shop job? What's going to happen next? Doesn't matter. Credits roll. Christmas Prince. Boom. Oh, he out. proposes. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Who's looking at Instagram babes now? Gosh. Oh, I forgot he proposed. This is, like, seminal because they literally have known each other for three days. And in this movie, no one has a personality. <laughs> Now we're going to do our trope bingo. So Name some tropes, Katie. What do we got? What do we got? So in this segment, we're going to review some common tropes. Here's here's my list, and just like ding if you have the same ones. 
The movie opens with a so- snowy sk- cityscape with a jazzy Christmas song playing over it. Like, there's yeah. shots of people, like, ice skating and throwing snowballs. And it's like, then the tree. Yes. They only use one opening shot for every yeah. single Christmas it's, movie. It's a snowy cityscape. Created. The next one I have is a hardworking gal in a fast-paced environment. And gosh, she's the only competent one there. Clunky journalist bull in a china shop. She just can't. She's breaking vases. She's, she's breaking into She broke a pictures. Ming Dynasty vase. Um, she shot an arrow through a window. I mean, this girl's a mess. It's just never funny. I mean, it could be funny. I mean, have her knock over, you know, I feel like if this is like a, per- why is clumsiness a personality trait in these films? Like, is it supposed to be endearing? It's like the manic pixie dream girl situation where it's just like you're approachable, like, you know, it, you're not too inaccessible. You're not like this perfect, it's really fetishizing this like. So am I not interesting because I can like walk in a straight line and not hit things? Absolutely. I have absolutely no attraction to you. I just wish you were You're constantly keeping mugs on. on. By, by not. <laughs> Over. <laughs> I just do wish you one mug. I mean, we know. I know someone that's clumsy like this. Like only one person in my whole life, but and she's always like falling over and knocking over things, and it's like distressing rather than cute. I mean, it's a little cute, but and you know, I would say that that's why movies aren't real life. Damn it! Gotcha again, babe. Movies aren't real life. Okay, another trope. You think cri- I'm never going to find my Christmas prince? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> well, you know, anything could happen. I mean, that's why these movies exist. It's this fairy tale. It's this, like, hope that, I don't know, maybe get a job as a journalist. Like, see where life takes you. Um, Christmas orphans do play a role in this. Oh, let's talk about pseudo-religious moments. This film lacking. In religion, which is good. I'm chill. Yeah, there's absolutely no mention of the Lord our Christ. Besides uh, the fact... Adonai. Which, which I love, because a lot of these movies have, like, you know, it's not it's more... It's not about Jesus or Christ returning. It's about, like, the meaning of Christmas. But that's, right. like, kind of, you know, the value system in that is always, like... It's not even just... It's not, like, it's family. It's not evangelical. It's, it's, like... But it's not... They make it vaguer than this. It's right. more, like... Icing Christmas cookies is like why it's the meaning of that's Christmas. the meaning of Christmas or getting handmade presents is the meaning of Christmas. So but that that is what I took to mean the weird sort of religious moment. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. kind of these like spiritual moments of nostalgia that like people feel. But I don't think icing cookies is spiritual. I so here's what I put Hit and and just see like see if you can see where I was coming from. Okay. So this, like, the meaningful giant acorn ornament given to the family after very King Christ-like, Richard, like, very Christ-like. It's, like, it's beautiful. God. Dead mom, dead dad. I just think, like, I don't know. There's, like, people often seek out religion and, and kind of hope and all those themes mm-hmm. after um, a loss like that. Christmas orphans could kind of be tied into that, like, mm-hmm. kind of sense of being Christian and, like, giving I, I kind of interpreted the theme a little more broadly. Which I think is totally fine because you have to be broad in movies where it's about this holiday that's a religious holiday, but they never talk about it. It's, yeah, it's, I love that though. It, for me, it's, it's, I'm able to say like, 
I love Christmas movies separately from any kind of religious it, connotation. They are such a niche, like there are so many niche tropes to these movies. It It's really taken on a life of its own that's just like not at all religious anymore. And, and a lot of people are like, well, it's not a religious holiday. It's like a capitalist consumer holiday, but it's not even that. It's just like something entirely different and it's especially present in movies yeah um nonsense it's it's utter nonsense and it's so like arbitrary but Mm -hmm. i guess that's what makes them so funny so if you guys let's say you're like having a party you want to have a christmas prince viewing what do you serve your guests snacks to go along with this movie so Naturally, you're going to be wanting to serve Aldovia's premier hors d'oeuvre, which is jellied meat. Jelly meats. Wash it down with a glass of milk. A glass of what? Acorn milk. Always. Out of an acorn. Out of your acorn oh, ornament. That would be fun to hollow out little acorns and like serve shots in them or something. No? Yes? Wow. I've never had you pitch a Pinterest recipe to me before, and it I feels feel, very you know, weird. Honestly... I'm feeling really inspired. I think someone's feeling the, the meaning, meaning of Christmas. Christmas. Did you so? Did you feel the joy of Christmas? Oh my god! When watching this film, it was one of the worst installments of Christmas movie. It wasn't bad enough to be funny bad. It didn't break any like crazy rules. There wasn't anything like super fun. The only thing I laughed at was watching everyone in the background make direct <laughs> eye contact with the camera. Including someone dressed as a nutcracker. That was the only time I left. It was terrible. That was so feel... funny. The nutcracker. They had guards dressed like the nutcracker at the castle that just looked straight at the camera the whole time. It wasn't anything. I didn't feel it at all. How about you, Katie? Did I you felt... feel a meeting of Christmas? I felt absolutely nothing. But when we were um, engaging in a sous vide shrimp boil at our apartment, I actually did get really excited for winter. Well, that's I don't know the fake snow. Like yeah, it, it was striking. I was like, "Wow, that looks nice to be like um, not sweating." A little bundled up. Yeah, bundled a up like the Jake sweater. Yeah, yeah. So, Hell yeah, dude, a beanie. Uh huh. All right, uh-huh. so Katie. Yeah. What was your favorite quote from the film? When Amber Martha is corresponding with like her journalism friends back in New York, she's having a little Skype session with them. She's feeling kind of down on her luck and like needs a little pep talk. And one of her journalist friends says, don't worry, where there's a tiara, there's dirt. Trust me. And it was just like... I have that one written down too. (laughs) Why? Who would say that? My favorite quotes from these films often come from the background actors, which are unscripted (laughs) moments. When you watch these films with captions, always highly recommend. Yeah. You can... All of those make it up on screen. So my favorite one was someone at the coronation ball saying, You're a fraudulent Christmas prince. (laughs) No way. How would you have liked to see Christmas Prince end if you had to write an alternate ending? I just had nothing at stake at that entire movie, which so rarely happens. I can... I, I feel like I can watch a car commercial and feel something for the characters. I have so much empathy, and I felt nothing for these two walking potatoes. Felt nothing for them. Truly. Like, think of... The ending had to be, like, both of them boning their brains out. Like, you know, give me firecrackers, because I didn't... I didn't care. How would you like to see it end? 
Well, when you said kill everyone at the coronation ball, I thought that might be an interesting um, situation. I want to see Cousin Simon come out. I want to see I want to see Cousin Simon like and all of his harem of lovers. You know what I mean? Coming out story. Yeah, yeah. Or just like a shot of him like with robes draped around him and like lots of young lovers nearby. I think that's the movie I'd want to watch. Gay it up. Yeah. Always gay it up. Always gay it up. Well, Katie, yes. I think we've uh, really massacred and maybe a little bit praised Christmas Prince. There was a little praise in there, wasn't there? There was a little praise. All right, should we make up an outro together? Royally yours. Oh, sorry. That's just, that's very specific. Our theme song was by Toth. Thanks, Toth. You can find us at the North Pole Podcast on Instagram and if you're my grandparents on Facebook. Rate us on iTunes. Please subscribe, do the whole thing so uh, we can keep going. Thanks. Gay bells ring. Are you fisting in the gay, gay queer stuff? We're going along. I'm wearing a thong.